So yesterday I was in Chipotle, right? And I'm just kind of humming them, humming my way through the line and I get to the register and they always try and give me a bag. I never want a bag. I just, is it for here to go? It's to go, but I don't need a bag, please. Cause they put it in a bag. I walk out, toss the bag the minute I walk Like What? It's the biggest waste ever, but I'm kind of humming my way through the line. Cause I've got like, cause I'm insane. Cause I have entire soundtracks in my head that I can't get rid of, right? But I'm, I get up there and I'm like, da 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 da, and the girl goes, "Are you humming the theme song to McDonald's in in my store?" And I'm, and I go, and Adana me, I'm like, "Yeah, but they own you." <laughs> and the guy next to me just cracks up. He's like, "Oh!" And then she stuffed my burrito in my regular sized empty cup that I ordered. Oh well. <laughs> well played, girl. Ba da ba ba ba. Just hiking and camping and boating and watching lacrosse and hiking and camping and boating and watching lacrosse. See? All the time. Just random, stupid ass songs in my head. I can't get rid of them! Nonetheless, so yeah, when I was in Chipotle, Chipotle is totally, it's totally healthy. Chipotle is totally healthy. Um, the guy that made my burrito, my burrito, hot salsa on my burrito, his name was Liam, like my son. And I'm, so I've already had, already made a connection with this kid, you know, and he was a good kid, you know, looked like he just started there or something, I don't know. And then I heard the girl next to him at the, that the thing make say uh, take a break Liam like that's how I figured out that's how I pieced the puzzle together <laughs> so I was like so that's and then that's what started the altercation at the register you know about the McDonald's theme and so what and so forth but uh, but when I got my drink when I pulled my burrito out of my empty regular size cup in a amusing and self-effacing gesture. I walked over to fill it up. I always get the pomegranate and apple cider vinegar drink just to lie to myself that I know it's healthy, but I know it's not. But here comes old Liam on his break. I go, man, it's break time, huh? You know me, the old white guy just asking stupid questions. It's like, yeah, and I finally I go, I stopped. I said, uh, probably get pretty tired of these assholes, huh? <laughs> he's he's kind of smirked. And he's like, hmm. And it dawned on me. He's like, yeah. Yeah. I guess I, I guess I do. But now, me and my son, Liam, were hiking and camping and boating and watching lacrosse and hiking and camping. It was kind of like a... It seemed as though, I don't know, like a, it was Ferris Bueller's Day Off all weekend, right? So, like, we were just every fucking where. Every fucking where. And, um... You know, my routine is kind of um, adaptable, flexible. I just have a few, excuse me, obligations on um, the weekends. But other than that, man, I'm rock. Despite the fact that I do a few hours of work, my weekends are my weekend. It's it's a real weekend, and I don't I don't look at it as such. It's just go. It's when I. It's when I 
get going. It's when I really start having fun, right? So my son, I booked him a, an Amtrak ticket for 9.57 leaving Modesto. 9.57 arriving at 11.30 or 11.27 or whatever. Which is fine. It's fine, whatever. But um, my, uh, my lady got this route at 4 o'clock that took her down to Merced and then on the way back up she said uh, she calls me because she left she left the area at 4 o'clock she was down in Modesto by like like 6, 15, 6.30 and then down uh, in, in Merced by 7.30 and on her way back up so she was going to be back through Modesto about 8.15 ish and she called me and said, I'll pick up Liam instead of having him wait at the train station, you know, not even get the, to the train station until 930 to check in, get on, you know, board the board the train, 955, 956, take off. And uh, I'm like, fuck, yeah. And um, so I coordinated with my son who was at a swim party. And of course, I mean, this guy is Ferris Bueller. This guy is, uh, it's always his day off. And I said, uh, cause it's Friday. It's like a, it's like a school day. Right. And then he's going to hop a train, come up and see me, but my lady's picking him up. And so his mom got off work at seven 30, picked him up from the swim party, got back to the house. My lady swooped through, picked him up. And they met me on uh, Dillard Road up in um, up in Wilton, where uh, Laguna de Balsac is located, the once flooded area that was just inundated, creating new rivers and creating new lakes on fucking New Year's Eve last year. Just a wash, like the lake at at Laguna de Balsack was well it the 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 lake became the whole place became a, a lake the, the the lake that was there uh got flooded like there's all these little turtles there in the lake too like these turtles been there forever they got like moss on their back and stuff but they just they're they're kind of domesticated because there's like a little candy dispenser filled with turtle food that you put a quarter in and then once you walk by that thing, it's on. Like they know, like they, it, it's like Pavlov's uh, bell, right? You know, they just they sense it. They know it's it's. They just start swarming you. But, um, but I think they got. I think they they hit a pretty good. Uh, I mean, surfs up, man. When when it got flooded, I think someone got washed out to the river. I think someone got lifted up and out of there. And, uh, yeah, so we were looking for him. So when my, uh, my son got dropped off, it was, um, I met him at a, at an Exxon on Dillard Road there, the only gas station on the, on the entire road. And then, the, you know, we grabbed some snacks and whatnot. So he pulled in, um, at 9.57, exactly 9.57 the time he was going to board the train. So I I was already an hour and a half ahead of schedule. So so shit was breaking my way. And um, 
so yeah, we rounded up some like uh, chili mangoes and uh, I got a bunch of protein bars and uh, I even got some pork rinds, you know, uh, water, not too much, just the basics, pothead food, you know, oh, I got these fucking pies, man, oh my God, uh, but anyway, moving on, so, uh, but the whole notion really was he was coming up to, to drive. He finally passed his uh, permit test, you know, 17th time's a charm. And he's just getting some driving experience under his belt. But, we'll, you know, we fold in a little camping and hiking and boating and lacrosse games and hiking and camping. And so, uh, and we pulled in to the nudist retreat at about 10.15, or maybe, yeah, 20 after. I had already set up the gear, tent, rolled out the packs, and uh, was just chilling, chilling like Bob Dylan, you know? And then uh, called it a night, got up the next morning, immediately went into hike mode, boom. Made our way out to the Kasumas River there, which was super high, looked good, looked really good, and, uh, and it was just, again, like, I camped last weekend, I can't, I'm camping this weekend, you know, it's just one of those things that you do, right, you throw a mat down, you throw a flimsy little 35 degree bag down, um, you clear the spiders out of the vents of your car, and, uh, like I said, I'm, you know, I'm driving, I'm driving my fucking, I got my fucking, my Batmobile here with, um, about, oh, 16 pounds of blood, two sleeping bags, a tent, two mats, sleeping mats, uh, a mixed and matched change of clothes for about three days, um, my backpack, um, a, uh, helmet, or, uh, yeah, uh, what do you call it, a, a helmet light, or, yeah, like a fucking, uh, one of those, one of those, like, uh, miners, fucking, what do you call this, you know when you got the light on your head, like a light, like a lamp, like a headlamp, a headlamp, is that right, you know what I mean, I got all that shit, I got everything in here, yeah, I even got a word that rhymes with orange in here. It's bizarre. So, so we were, it was good to go. We, uh, we were a mobile unit, man. This was, you know, we were uh, getting it done. We were picking up blood, dropping shit off, going hiking, going camping. Um, and then Saturday morning after we got done with our hike, we simply, uh, hopped in the old car, well, yeah, we drove, I drove us out of the retreat, and then once we're out of the gates, we, uh, we switched up, and at that point, um, I had upped my insurance premiums, and I just kind of resigned myself to the fate of whatever, whatever at that point was going to happen, was going to happen. By the way, shout out to the Sacramento Kings, forcing the reigning champs to take them to seven games and having to get a 50 point effort out of Steph Curry to seal the deal for them 
for the Warriors to advance. But good job, Kings. Don't look back. Don't look back on that one-point game that you lost in uh, at Golden State. It's all good. But uh, so basketball season is uh, essentially over. And uh, but moving on. But moving on. Um, so yeah, Saturday morning. Well. So yeah, he and I, my my son and I, just like we we're so low expectation with everything. Like we just kind of we roll with a lot of stuff, you know. And uh, so he didn't know what we were doing, and I didn't plan anything. But uh, but Saturday, my obligation is just to go up see pops. And I took Sunny Boy with me, picked up mom. <clears throat> And then we went up and hung out, and we, uh, this was kind of like the Ferris Bueller moment where we were hanging out, he and I, with uh, all the other uh, memory care facility patients and playing Wheel of Fortune um, in, the, uh, in the dining hall there. That was fun. And uh, got to spend some time with the old man. The boy got to hang out. And then we went and had uh, a late breakfast early lunch uh then I grabbed my grabbed the donations from Grass Valley and we made our way back to civilization and um dropped moms off and then he and I did some driving we drove around old folks village that's where and oddly oddly enough I don't know what uh what do you what you call that but it's like um if it's like an inherent pattern or or something kind of in I don't know I don't know what you want to call it but old Fair Oaks village out by us is where uh, my mom showed me how to drive and I started with a Volkswagen rabbit my little my little my little VW stick shift and she one morning it was a soon it was probably a Saturday she's like you're learning to drive today and I'm like oh okay in a stick shift no less and uh and the, the area's got its hills and so forth. It was a little challenging back in the day. So I took Sunny Boy out there, and that's what we did. We started in Old Fair Oaks Village. There's fucking wild chickens running around. Uh, it's a city ordinance. There's roosters. This place is inundated with uh, poultry, live poultry, just literally crossing the road. And um, drove around there drove down to the uh, footbridge, the old Fair Oaks footbridge. They filmed the movie down there, The Stuntman, with uh, Peter O'Toole and um, Barbara Hershey and, uh, what was his name, Steve uh, Railsback, where they actually drove a car off the footbridge. So I was pointing that to my son. Then we hiked up into the bluffs that looked out over the American River there and over the the uh, tree-lined expanse of the valley of Sacramento and uh, did a little hiking up there, enjoyed the views came back down and then we ended up driving over to um, uh, my uh, my high school Uh, well we drove by my elementary school then we drove by my high school parked in um the parking lot of my high school where I had showed him where I got pulled over for speeding in front of the school and where the 
battery cables of my VW Rabbit eroded away, just corroded off the battery itself, and left me uh, with absolutely no power. Uh, at the the front of the line of the stoplight that you got to go through to exit the school when I was, I think, a junior or maybe a senior. I don't remember. But we went up to the, to, to the track to go see there was something going on. And turns out it was a, it was a lacrosse match between uh, Fair Oaks and Rockland. And, uh, which was cool. Like, I don't know, I've never really watched lacrosse, but um, it was a good little match. And all the helicopter parents were out there. And, uh, and all the muffin tops and all the guys wearing those fucking shirts that make you look like a coach even though you're not a coach but you act like a coach but you want to be a coach but you're not a coach but you act like a coach so you never can be a coach because people see you acting like a coach and think that guy should never be a coach right those guys so uh and then after that we made our way back to Laguna de Balsac so it's like so it's kind of like off the grid on the grid off the grid on the grid off the grid you know you're kind of like you're out in the bowels of Wilton, California, at some nudist colony with a bunch of weirdos um, running around with your balls hanging out. Um, and, uh, but, uh, one, I was kind of keeping tabs on, speaking of the basketball playoffs, uh, playoffs, uh, I was watching, I was following. Jesse Eitzler's Instagram stories where he, I guess he's like biking across the U.S. or something. And he'd made it, oh God, he'd made it through California and New Mexico and in with a pack of his, his buddy, all these rich guys. And, but say what you want, you know, hey, the dude lives a life, you know, he's, he married a billionaire. Uh, he's, he does quite well. He's part owner of the Atlanta Hawks. So, um, so he's printing money, but, but he does shit like this excursion like this, where you just get on a bike with a bunch of dudes and you just do some crazy shit like biking across the U S right. But, um, but there was a break after New Mexico where the Atlanta Hawks, his team came back against the Celtics to force a game six. And he used to, uh, have a company that leased private jets. So in, full baller status he I guess he chartered a private jet to come swoop up him and the fellas if anybody wanted to go to game six they would just fly out to uh uh I believe it was Atlanta I think they flew to Atlanta to go watch the game and then fly him back to pick up right where they left off on this bike trip like what a badass and in between he's doing his cold plunges and heat therapy and the dude's a fucking, you know, I, I got to give him a shout out. He's the man, you know, this is the guy that lived with monks for like two weeks, which isn't that big a deal, like shit. Um, he's the one that called up David Goggins to see if he'd shadow him, stay at his house for, I think it was a couple, was it a month? Or at least a couple weeks as well, uh, where, you know, kind of just pummeled into the banality of day-to-day life at his job taking meetings and shit like that and whatever he was doing selling coconut water or whatever he he broke it out he broke up 
the monotony by having an ex-Navy SEAL move in with him and force him to do um, random shit like every four hours you got to run four miles for for 48 hours, right? Which is like that, that would be a bitch. But he did it, you know? Goggins would come into the bedroom. He'd be laid in bed with his wife and he's like, time to get up, motherfucker. Let's go. Four miles every four hours, round the clock for 48 hours, you know? Or in the middle of a business meeting. Looks like it's a good time to do some burpees. Uh, but I'm wearing a button up and a tie, uh, Dave. And. <laughs> <laughs> like, fucking, I love that shit. So, so it's cool to break it up. Just break it up. You know, go out camping, throw your tent up by the lake, watching the turtles, and then take a little hiatus and step back into civilization for a minute, which is what we kind of did with the lacrosse. And then um, having lunch with moms. And then back, once we got back, after we got done doing some driving, it was uh, it was time to kind of start going down into a chill mode. You know, we, well, we commandeered a boat. This was the boating part of the hiking and camping and boating and lacrosse match. So we uh, commandeered a boat uh, out on the dock and, uh, and it was a pedal boat. So we just pedal our happy asses across the the lake out there there's a little island out there where all the geese hang out these motherfuckers too it's like they own this island right although that was swallowed up by the floods back in january but uh these fucking geese they're a they're a nuisance they're assholes they're a bunch of fucking loud assholes and this is where they hang out is this island it's called i call it goose shit island but uh yeah we were kind of scouting it out to do some stealth camping you know just sneak out there, roll the packs out, island fever, you know, something like that. So we did a little once around with the old boat, checked out the uh, the uh, the topographics or whatever you want to call it, the <laughs> the the, uh, the lay of the land, so to speak. Thoughts thought twice about it, thought better of it. Told the geese to fuck off, and then pedal our happy asses out of there you never know who you're gonna who you're gonna find on that island anyway you know some fucking robinson crusoe character that's been there since the second world war thinking that we're still you know in some kind of altercation with the japanese or something i don't who knew who even knows right so we went to the other side of the lake you know pedal down the other side of the lake did it once around scouted out checked things out you know whizzed by a couple of turtles, a couple of the survivors, a couple of the last of the tribes, you know, the last of the Mohicans, the guys that didn't get washed out by the floods into the river and down to Galt, down to Galt, California, you know, and uh, then made our way back to the docks where we then decided, you know what sounds good? A fucking beer. So we went up to the Restaurant. They got a. They got a restaurant up there, and um, you know everybody's just sitting in these outdoor chairs with their balls hanging over the over the edge of these this outdoor furniture, and just uh, knocking back drinks, talking in 
sloppy little slurish language. And uh, he ordered chicken strips, and I got me a cheeseburger, and I had a couple of beers, and I felt all right. And by at that point, the shade, the shade was everywhere. It was oh so nice. The weather was perfect. It was. It only got to be about eighty-eight, and then by the time we sat down to eat, about seven-ish. Um, it was completely engulfed in shadows and nice and cool and the lake was just crystal clear or it was like uh it was like a glass glass surface you know no wind to worry about or speak of and we just sat there and i just told him bullshit stories about how i kind of threw up in every town in colorado in the summer of 93 when i was building houses out there and just cracking them up just just tell them what an asshole people can be when they drink, when they drink, and uh, and just got to hung out with my son. It was the best. It was the it was a it was a fucking good time. Made our way back to the old tent. Smoked a fucking dube or five, and. Uh, stared up at the stars and uh, I just kind of lay there and meditated for the rest of the evening it was a grand time it was a grand time grand time was hot by all but then um, and I, I couldn't have picked a better weekend like the weather was just it's uh, the trend it trended cooler so we woke up to a nice cool morning you know, we weren't pounded by the sun or anything like that. And then uh, got up, uh, rolled up our rolled up our our little packs, and folded up the tent and took off for Modesto, California to drop that bugger off because he was going to another swim party. Times are hard, you know? Fucking times are hard. But it's cool. It was a good weekend, all in all. And, uh, man, I... Oh, God. I will say this. Um, so the whole time... Well... I think adult. I think adulthood is kind of a scam. That's the one thing I decided hanging out with my son because, you know, like this guy's about to graduate and he can do anything he wants, right? And the freedom of that knowledge is just so empowering, right? Because we're sitting there, like, and everywhere you go, everything's understaffed. Everything's understaffed, right? The restaurant at the fucking nudist colony was understaffed. I said, why don't you, you know, you can work here. This guy, Steve out here, a guy I know out there, he got, uh, he got a job out there a few years ago and they, uh, they simply just got him a trailer. Like they had a trailer, a community trailer out there and he lives out there. He just fucking lives in paradise, does what he wants. You know, he, he clocks in in the morning, clocks out in the evening. At that point, you got fucking three pools at your disposal a couple of a few hot tubs a gym a, jac- uh, so, a sauna restaurant all that shit 
I mean, it's like this kid could do anything he wants, right? You know, and he's talking about how his, his mom's talking to him and taking like uh, courses on doing traveling, travel nursing at MJC, Modesto Junior College. But his grandmother, uh, his mom's mom, he's talking about him taking Aikido courses at, uh, or no, 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 becoming a flight attendant. So they're all in his ear, but I'm like, dude, you can do whatever you want. You know, you can do whatever you want the day after you walk, you know, the day after you are done at the ceremony, it's go time, man. I I would be like, uh, I would be gone. I would be gone. You pack up your pack and you are out of there. And, uh, of course the little fucker's going to Ireland in August so, even if he did that, he'd, well, and it, the dude lives the life, but he kind of manifested though, like, everything just kind of rolls off his back, like, nothing gets him down, setbacks don't exist, if they crop up, he walks right through them, like, it's a fucking, you know, like a swarm of uh, gnats, just kind of brushes them off, right, like, everything's cool. You know, he hasn't been corrupted yet. He hasn't been, he hasn't been kind of like, mm, strong-armed by the world or society telling him, oh, you better get in school. You better go do this. You better go do that. You better, you know, like, fuck it, man. You're 18. You got the whole world in front of you. You can go, you can fuck off for five years and just disappear and go learn about shit and go meet people and go see what the world's about, right? Like adulthood, like I said, it's a scam. It's like the Dewey Decimal System. It's a scam. It's a scam, man. (laughs) The Dewey Decimal System, what? Yeah, think about it. Yeah, now who's being naive, right? (laughs) Oh, but nevertheless, but, uh, But other, yeah. Um, so I'm thinking, uh, you know, the flip, you know, the the responsibility of being a, a, a parent is kind of twofold. It's kind of double-edged sword, kind of a fun thing. But you get to watch your kids kind of blossom and stuff like that. But at the same time, the being the adult does kind of suck at this point my my buddy Mike he um this weekend you know what he did he flew to Chicago and then drove from Chicago to Michigan to pick up his daughter who was changing colleges she she made it a, a semester there and uh it's a it's a voca- I think it was a some kind of specialized college like for nursing out there and uh I could be wrong and Mike if you're listening to this just I'm fucking it all up, I know, but so he, but he had to round her up because she decided she was going to change schools. So he flew to Chicago. Then he, from Chicago, he drove to Michigan, picked her up on a Friday, drove from Michigan to through Indiana, I think, and Nebraska and Kansas into Colorado, across Colorado, came out the 
middle west side of the state, popped into New Mexico, or no, yeah, or Utah, rather, sorry, uh, where he, I guess, picked up the 15 and went down through Zion, or uh, not Zion, but uh, St. George, and uh, probably through Vegas if he took the 15 and then back home to Marietta. That's what he did. Because that's what adulthood has you do. I said, I said, if you don't mind me, a- do you don't mind me asking? Like, what's it gonna? Uh, <laughs> what's it, what's all this? You know, because he had to rent a like a minivan out of Chicago to uh, load up her stuff. He's like, ah, I'm on the hook for about twenty five hundred. I'm like, fuck, bro. Like adulthood. Uh, yeah, yeah. Meanwhile, meanwhile, this motherfucker, me, spent about a hundred and change, and I ended up hiking and camping and boating and going to a lacrosse match and hiking and camping and boating and lacrosse match and dun 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 ha ha ho ho. So I think what I'm going to do is I'm not going to be an adult anymore, right? Yeah, like, fuck that shit, right? It's just not, it's... Well, no, I can't do that. I guess I got to help the kids, right? Johnny love the kids. But anyway, so other than that, I we're just going to... Um, I'll never be able to... <laughs> I'll never be able to completely... Shed the autistic inner child in me. So, uh, why do you say that? I'll tell you why. This is my. This is the. This is this is. Um, this is my take on. Like when we were rolling up the tent Sunday morning. Um. I was, in enough of a hurry to not be in a big hurry, but uh, enough of a hurry to where I just wanted to roll up and get on the road, drop my son off, and then I had to start my, uh, I had to get back up to Roseville to pick up the donations up uh, in Roseville. And uh, so those two beers that I had, boy, they jarred some stuff loose, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, (laughs) like that scene in Kingpin where, uh, Woody Harrelson has to have sex with his landlady to get out from paying rent, and she's like, "Oh, I think you, I think you knocked something loose there." And uh, yeah, so I woke up and I knew I had to. I was, you know, because I've been eating like protein bars all weekend, Cliff bars, protein cookies. Strange these, like I, I fucking just dense stuff like bricks of just protein, and. Um, so, Saturday night when I'm knocking back beers and burgers, man, like, I just knew. I knew, I know my body enough. I know my body well enough that when I woke up, I had one in the chamber. You know what I mean? But I'm going to tell you this. You know that feeling when you got one in the chamber, but you're not, mm, 
you're not worried about it. Like you kind of control the flow. Like it that you know, it's not a surprise. It's not like where it just comes on where all of a sudden you got the grumblies, you know, and all of a sudden it's like you go to DEFCON 5 and you're like, I gotta find a shitter now. Nope, not this one. This is one of those beautiful moments that's kind of like it's almost art, really. Where you got one in the chamber, you can you just you can you can release it at will. You can manipulate it in whatever whatever way you feel like, right? And uh, so I drove all the way to Modesto. I drove an hour and a half, dropped them off, knowing full well, man, I'm, uh, I got bombs over Baghdad waiting to happen here. And, uh, but it was the most gratifying, like for me to kind of eulogize uh, a shit like that, like that tells me like, I'm not really ready for adulthood. It's a scam. And I'm going to, and I'll, I'll go to, yeah, I'll die on that hill. Adulthood's a scam. It's a, it's a bunch of horse shit. It's a put on. It's, um, I think it's a, I think it's a, I think it's a scam run by some Eastern syndicate actually. So I'm not buying in. I'm not taking the bait. Uh, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to do my job and I'm going to drive around in my Batmobile my uh, my German-made Batmobile with two sleeping bags, a tent, two sleeping mats, a headlamp, a couple of spiders in my vents, a thermos of coffee, a black ball cap that my son got me from uh, Norway because I wanted a ball cap. It doesn't say anything about Norway on it. You would never know it's from Norway. It looks like something you'd find at the bottom of the... The clearance bin at uh, Dick's Sporting Goods, but it's from Norway. <laughs> I love, I fucking love that guy. He also got me a green golf ball with an M&M logo on it from Portugal. Like, that's how he rolls, you know? No indication that it's come from Portugal, made in Portugal, doesn't look Portuguese, there's no Portuguese colors on it. It's green. And it's got an M&M logo on it. And it's a golf ball. Which is completely synonymous with Portugal, right? But where was I going with all that? I don't know. But that that's pretty much the whole... That's, that's my story and I'm sticking with it. So, and on that note, I'll talk at you later, everybody. Arrivederci, babies. <laughs>